Welcome to the Continental Drift, a look at some of the news from Europe for the week ending February 12th. I'm Andy Valver. Well, it has been a week of talking and more talking. Let's face it, there is other news, but the Ukraine situation is sucking all the air out of the room. And the big question is, will Russia invade Ukraine or won't Russia invade? Earlier in the week, French President Emmanuel Macron made the journey to Moscow to chat with Vladimir Putin. All he managed to do was piss off the people in Finland when he suggested a Finlandization of Ukraine. For those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, after the Second World War and during what was called the Cold War, Finland signed a treaty with Russia that said it would not join NATO and in return the Soviet Union wouldn't invade Finland. The idea was to keep Finland neutral. So far, so good, but the Finns felt betrayed. Also this week, Spanish Foreign Minister José Manuel Álvarez traveled to Ukraine to do his part to avert a conflict. He said that Spain stands with Ukraine and said that if Russia invades Ukraine, it'll pay the cost. Um, what cost would that be? What is Spain going to do? Restrict the access of Russian mobsters and their girlfriends to Marbella? Ban shipments of Valencia oranges to Moscow? Maybe water down the Rioja. And then, of course, British Foreign Secretary Liz Truss also made the trip to Moscow and met with Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov. And according to all accounts, the meeting was frosty. At their press conference, Lavrov literally stormed off and said that speaking to Truss was like a mute person talking to a deaf one. Not exactly diplomatic speak. I'm just waiting for them to completely lose it and say, you shut up. No, you shut up. At the same press conference, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov noted that Western nations were evacuating personnel from their embassies and said, and I quote from the New York Times, we've started to think that maybe the Anglo-Saxons are preparing something. Yes, Lavrov said Anglo-Saxons. Um, Sergei, the Anglo-Saxons were an ethnic group that lived in England in the Middle Ages. Was that an insult? Or are you worried about a group of warriors from the Middle Ages showing up in eastern Ukraine armed with crossbows and spears? So if you've been reading and listening to the news, it does seem like conflict is inevitable. I think Putin has got himself into a situation where he has to appease the hardliners in his cabinet, and maybe a few generals. And that means some sort of conflict. He might just grab a few districts in eastern Ukraine and call it a day. More on that at the end of the podcast. In the meantime, Hungary's Prime Minister Viktor Orban is the gift that just keeps on giving. According to the UK's Guardian newspaper, Orban kicked off his re-election campaign on Saturday. But get this, he has invited Donald Trump to Hungary to campaign with him. Now, whether or not Trump will go remains to be seen, but anything can happen. And with Trump possibly facing indictments, he might consider going and seeking asylum in Hungary. And a bit more on Hungary, I just found out that CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference, a U.S. political organization, is going to hold its conference this spring in Hungary. I have no problem with the U.S. exporting the NFL and the NBA, but conservatives? Actually, hold on. Maybe that's not such a bad idea. The question is, how can we guarantee that the conservatives will stay there? Next Here's an item from the Radio Free Europe website that sounds like it is made up. Unfortunately, it isn't. A court in Siberia has sentenced a 16-year-old boy to five years in prison 
because he had planned with two friends to add the building of Russia's Federal Security Service, or the FSB for short, to the popular video game Minecraft to allow players to blow it up. Yes, they're putting him in prison for five years for planning to do something in a video game. In France, folks are also doing a Canadian-style trucker protest. Thousands of people drove into Paris on the weekend to demonstrate against COVID restrictions, and others drove to Paris to protest fuel prices. Yes, they drove. Why not take the train? It would be cheaper and more ecological. So, in closing, this was supposed to be a humorous look at the news from the EU, and most of the time it is, but it's difficult to find the funny as we watch nations inexorably march towards war. I wonder if this is what it was like in Europe in 1939 when Hitler was on the move. One thing both eras have in common, it's all about egos. Men's egos. Plain and simple. And because of the egos of certain leaders and politicians, young men and women will die. There has already been at least 14,000 dead in Ukraine. How many of them might have become artists or scientists who may have found a cure for something or authors of bestsellers or teachers or parents? And no matter how many talks and discussions there are, it seems as though we're on a collision course with war. What a waste. And do you think folks in Eastern Europe and Russia would know better There was nothing but conflict on this continent for nearly 2,000 years. And now we've had about 77 years of mostly peace. Europe knows the futility of war. The Russians should know better than most. But unfortunately, the old saying from Spanish philosopher George Santayana still holds true. Those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. That's it for this week. I'm Andy Valver. Thanks for letting me have some of your precious time. I'll see you again next week on the Continental Drift.